0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, January 37th, also known as February 6th. And I'm Mr. Skullhead. This is 10 Dozen Minutes with Jick and Mr. Skullhead. Right now, I'm going to call Jick and see if he's fapping, and if he's fapping, if he's fapping to me.
1: Mr. Skull. Hey, how's it going, Mr. Dude? Pretty good. M- Mister, am I Mr.
0: Dude now? Sorry, Mr. Dude is actually one of my many nicknames for my son.
1: Uh, Mr. Dude was my father.
0: <laughs> right. That's what the kid that uh, Julianne Moore has at the end of The Big
1: Lebowski can say. Mm-hmm. How you been, Mr. Skelet? It's been two fucking weeks.
0: Two weeks of fucking... Um, wow. Yeah, you had the whole They Might Be Giants concert, and I had the whole not wanting to do a show by myself. No, so we skipped that. I mean, usually I'm up for it, but I was, I was coming down
1: with a thing. A little, oh yeah was a little, it, was it an Ill, an illness kind of thing?
0: A little bit of a plague. Yeah, came and went. All right, now good. We spent the uh, weekend in a hotel. That was cool.
1: Okay Sit what to, was the <clears throat> what was the occasion of that? Was it an anniversary? Did I forget your anniversary again, Mister Skullhead?
0: Yeah, no, it was the the tenth anniversary of uh, like Jess and I dating. So, you know, like, we don't have to do anything for that since we're married and all, but since we actually like each other and it was a good excuse to get out the house, we did. We dropped Ollie off with Grandma and went to a hotel with a jacuzzi suite, and uh, it was sweet.
1: Like, like a a jacuzzi suite in that they just had a big bathtub with with jets in it? Yeah. Those are never. I always think that that's a good idea. But then it's like, well, this is just, this is, like all bathtubs, not even quite big enough for me to get in. It's always, it's always a disappointment. Did you, did you enjoy it? Did you, did you make use of it?
0: Yeah, like, the way that I'm built with the tiny legs and the big long torso, it's pretty ideal for me. Okay. So, like, the, it was a heart-shaped one. You know, that the, so it has, like, a spot for each of you to put your head and then a spot for your
1: legs to co I see, like two little lobes to keep you apart.
0: Yeah, "lobe will tear us apart" was my favorite Joy Division song.
1: Two two lobes to let you know that you say you only hear what you want to,
0: and also that
1: you say you only hear what you want to. Um, you talk so all the time, Mister Scola Did you did you have a good time? Did you just hung out in a hotel like that? Kind of thing is exciting to you now, right? Like just yeah. being just being in a quiet room for forty eight hours
0: yeah what it is is uh, so we don't have any like cable television at all, nor do we have the time to watch it because we only have like an hour and a half a day where he's asleep and we can consume media frantically. So right.
1: the idea and, when, and so you, you need to like all of that time is taken up by the porn.
0: yeah, all of all of the porn. So the just like yeah, being in a room quietly together is pretty awesome. Having some sex because we're both well rested and not stressed out is pretty awesome. And coming then, and
1: going and talking of Michelangelo.
0: Yeah, there we go. And it, so we, what we end up doing though is hanging out in this bathtub with the the home improvement channel on and watching that because that as a couple that is our porn. There are shows where people are at a Home Depot shopping for something like you know a light bulb or some shit, and a guy comes and offers them an entire remodeled bathroom or basement or whatever. So, yeah, absolute fantasy, absolute porn.
1: Went to a Home Depot uh, to get some replacement fluorescent light bulbs for the office, and uh, then it turned out that the ballasts... uh, This guy who said he was an electrician, I think he might have actually been a sailor,
0: Uh
1: uh, because he, he immediately said, There's a problem with your ballast. Uh, and it turns out that the uh yeah the magical black goo had leaked out of the things, mm. and also the office is going to burn down any minute
0: yeah didn't he say that uh so beware because what what'll happen is you'll hear a slight buzzing and then just
1: fire from yep. heaven yeah and, uh, and you know that wasn't it's not any more likely this week than it was last week so I, <laughs> I just, don't know why I'm...
0: I don't believe that to be true like the the wiring in my house is fairly shitty but it's do i
1: really want to sit in my house and say this out loud <laughs> is it is it aluminum is that is that a thing they because this i think was uh a, an issue that happened largely in places where they were building a lot of houses during the sort of vietnam era because i uh, guess there was there was some sort of either a panic or like there was a serious increase in the price of copper during the vietnam war that resulted in them using a lot of aluminum wiring on a lot of things oh, Lord. and uh With the idea oh, this will be fine for like 40 years. Not our problem anymore after that. Ah,
0: So in that case, you totally are fucked. Yeah, my wires Um, are are copper.
1: Yeah, so you you, I guess the issue is, uh, and I don't remember if I talked about this on the radio before Uh, the issue is that where aluminum meets other metals, it will corrode, right? If like, if everything isn't copper, then you've got these junctions of aluminum and some other metal that will corrode and start to arc and then set the insulation on fire and then set the the insulation in the wall on fire and then set the wall on fire and then set all of your family on fire
0: right i mean Um, the shell of the house is slump block though right so that that won't set on fire
1: uh well it's the office is it's mostly brick uh Uh, but there's an addition on the back that's balloon frame um it's made out of balloons jesus yeah i know it's weird it's like shitty frames it's like shitty picture frames from uh from a from a thrift store and yeah but like mylar balloons which i i'm told are pretty flammable <laughs> um but yeah anyway so that was that was exciting uh we we might be uh we might be interrupted or rather i might be accompanied on on this particular uh radio broadcast by my cat who is in the studio with me um that doesn't normally happen right but, on so. The, my cat can't be in the in the room right now because the contractors are are working on the shower.
0: Oh, are they still doing that? How is that going?
1: It's good. It's I mean, it seems like right now it's all uh, wet cement. Like the almost the entire little room that used to be the shower is uh, is wet cement.
0: Hmm. Um.
1: So I don't know. It's it's weird. They tore they tore out all the old stuff, and then there are a lot of layers between the, the beams and whatnot and what is eventually going to be a thing that I can stand in and wash my balls. Right. Um, they, they, they put up some drywall and then they uh, painted it with some sort of thick blue stuff uh, and then they they replaced the drywall on the ceiling, I guess, maybe? And then painted that with some blue stuff and then they put in a rubber uh, like a sheet of rubber that sort of folds up a ways and then they filled that with a layer of cement on friday and i was like i wonder what's next and then apparently what's next is filling like all of the walls and the ceiling are also covered with a you know like maybe a three-quarter inch thick layer of concrete
0: well it's nice that they're making an attempt to not have it just vanish in a haze of mold
1: yeah, um, I was really I was really surprised because my the impression that I had was that they were going to open it up and then it was going to be like every time anybody has to do anything that involves cutting a hole in the wall where they're immediately like, oh, fuck, hazard, hazard, we can't touch this. You're going to have to call some other company to come out and you pay them $200 to say, oh, no, it's fine. Right. Um, but, yeah, there was, like, no, no damage in there to speak of. Like, I guess... All of the all of the water that I was aware of that was underneath the floor of the shower was was retained by whatever like secondary mechanism there was for retaining water, so that it didn't just. Which I don't get at all. Oh, you know what? I actually figured out what happened. Uh, th- there was the time that when I realized that my shower was probably getting to the point where I needed to replace it, is when I took a shower and it started raining inside the garage.
0: Yeah, that'll do it. I'm glad it's over the garage and not over like your. Game video game consoles,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the there've been, there have been three leaks, uh, in the house, and one of them was in the garage right in between the two cars that were parked in there, and uh, two of them were in that downstairs room, one about two feet from the pool table, and one about two feet from the piano. Yeah. Um, so got extremely lucky in all these cases. Uh, but I guess the only thing that was really leaking was the, the bench. In the shower, And the way they did it was they were like, where do you want the bench? And I said, you know, I don't really like that bench. I don't think I want a bench in my shower. And they're like, all right, cool. Cheaper that way anyway. And uh, then when they picked up the bench, they, they took out the old bench. It turned out that the air conditioning duct into this studio where I now sit was running through that bench. Uh. Uh, so it was not sealed like it. It. The, the sealant that protected the bottom of the shower and made it so like if the drain leaked it wouldn't destroy the house just wasn't there in the bench and so like any water that went in the bench just went straight in between the floor and the ceiling of the, the floor below uh, so I mean it turns out it probably I probably could have gotten away with not replacing it but uh, you know now yeah, I'm gonna I, have a sweet steam room so that'll be awesome
0: if you're gonna have the guys come out anyway you might as well have them do everything
1: yeah i mean that was the thing like it was it was like some fixed huge amount of money to do it and then it was like you know how much extra would it be to make this into something that i want and it just wasn't that much so but i've been getting up at seven in the morning uh, every day last week hmm. uh, that's unusual for me i know you're used to it because of your child
0: oh lord i slept until eight thirty 30 on sunday
1: holy crap I uh boy I tried. I I had this whole plan. I'm like, "Oh man, first day that the contractors aren't here, I am just fucking sleeping. I am sleeping until I'm physically not able to sleep anymore." And that turned out to be about 45 minutes longer than I had been sleeping the previous week. Uh Saturday. Saturday I had my little shopping cart race thing.
0: Yeah, so t- tell me about that. I heard that there were things that you were angry about and that you weren't going to talk
1: about them until now yeah I, I wanted to, I wanted to save this. Um, yeah, so uh, what what I did on Saturday was I participated in a an event put on by the by the Arizona Cacophony Society, which uh, is a bunch of like burning man people.. Uh-huh. Um, and I you know they, they're trying to do like a, they're trying to get like a kind of a you know a wacky uh, hail heiress chaotic, crazy hippie weirdo scene going here. By having these events, you know, like a, like an improv everywhere kind of thing, they have a. I think they mostly just read on the internet about things that other people are doing in other cities, and then they do one here. <laughs> hey, New York did one of those. Yeah, in fact, I think this was explicitly the Idiotarod, which. Okay, so this is the first thing that bugs me a little bit about this. The Iditarod is a dog race, a dog sled race. And if you add a single letter to it, you get idiot a But idiot a is not pronounced anything like I did Right. Right? If it was the idiot then it's like, oh, check it out, we're doing the idiot-a-rod. And then everybody would say, oh, ho, that's clever. That's clever. And it actually flows. Whereas you say the idiot a and everybody's like, what? What? Why <laughs> you are just, you...
0: You can't say it. You just have to, to write it out for them.
1: Yeah. So it's like a joke that only works in writing, which... You know, sometimes a joke that only works in writing is so good that you you just got to do it. But this is what. So I I read the website about what this thing was going to be like. I had talked to people who'd done it in previous years and they were like, oh, man, it was a ton of fun. Like people like, you know, they'll build a thing on a shopping cart and everybody has costumes and you put together a theme for like your team. And it's really creative and everybody has a good time. And it's like it was nominally a race. But it was mostly just like a, a sequence of places that you had to go, check in, and then check out twenty minutes later. And most of the places were bars. Gotcha. Actually, that isn't true. Half of them were bars, and half of them were like sort of challenge things that they set up. Right. Which, so far, this seems just this seems awesome. Right. So it's you're like solving puzzles.
0: Right. You're drinking. You're running around yeah. in costumes
1: you're not you're not like it was less solving puzzles right like like if we had if we had designed this it would have been solving puzzles and drinking but as as they did it the the challenges were i will i i I will get to them i will describe them some of you know some of them were clever but most of them just involved like drinking a lot um or or like eating something gross so you know it's like a little bit of fear stuff. so i was like all right we're gonna do this uh and we decided to do it and then they were like nope sorry all the signups are full but then one of our friends put us on this email mailing list anyway, because we like, oh, we thought you might be interested in getting a thousand emails a day from people hitting reply all. Like, hmm. cool. Thank you. I'd like to I'd like to get these emails and never stop, please. So uh, a, a slot opened up, and I got it. And I was like, all right, guys, I got the perfect idea. We make the shopping cart into, like, a fake metal crate-looking thing, and we all wear suits, and we get, like, we get like Secret Service earpieces, and we wear sunglasses, and here's, here's the advantage. If the people there are, like, douchey Burning Man assholes, part of our costume is not talking to them. Right. Right? So this is, like, this is perfect, right? This is, like, this is, like... Daniel Larusso in the shower costume, kind of thing, right? We, we have we have we can participate to the extent that we want to, and, and we don't we don't have to really we don't have to humiliate ourselves. We just have like a cool thing that we're doing. We're contributing to the to the ambiance for everybody else, and it's like and, it's, and plus it's an opportunity to dress up. How many of those do I get? Nobody that I know ever dies. I don't get to go to any funerals, um, and nobody that I know ever gets married at a place where I can't wear flip flops. Yeah, yeah so uh put it all together uh and i it took it took some doing nobody you know nobody's got any commitment to this kind of thing people are like i don't know man i got all this shit going on i don't know if i can do it so it ends up me and hot stuff and trubs and then uh our our cop friend and a friend of his who we got at the last weather he was like i already got the earpieces like yeah nice so we had the cool like clear uh earpiece things with the Phone coil going down we uh-huh. pretty slick we look pretty good we looked pretty good so we get down there and we, we sign up for the thing and everybody there's 40 teams of five people each uh and some of the teams were actually significantly larger like the money python team who we'll get to later um they everybody lines up in the street at the appointed start time for the race But then the race doesn't start So everybody's just kind of standing in the street Blocking traffic And so the race starts when the cops show up
0: So um, they they didn't bother to get Like any kind of permit or anything No,
1: and and as it turns out There is no way that they could've Right? There wasn't a fixed route For the thing So I don't think that they I, I There probably does not exist in any sane bureaucracy A permit that would let you do this Uh huh um, so the, there, I think the thing was You could do this In a way that nobody broke any laws And then you wouldn't be doing anything wrong And you wouldn't need a permit But like you know it's just immediately There are 200 people Most of whom are already drinking In the middle of the street blocking traffic So the cops show up Apparently the organizers had a long conversation with the cops uh, Which was basically like uh, Yeah you guys can't do this next year huh. just, just saying word, word to the wise uh, so as as the cops are showing up, they just they hit the they hit the starting gun and everybody just takes off because they figure well the cops can't chase all four hundred of us two <laughs> two hundred of us. Um, we didn't know this, right? We were just like oh they said go, uh, but they omitted the part of the speech where they were like hey don't be assholes to people on the other team. Like so we started we were worried that we weren't going to be able to stay in character. We were worried that we were going to be having so much fun that we'd be all (laughs) smiley and we wouldn't be able to stop from engaging with all the other people who were like cool and funny and creative people doing sweet, cool things with carts and stuff. And uh, uh, on the the opening stretch, immediately various teams in the back of the crowd just start hurling shit forward. So Uh, somebody had some kind of weird frozen root beer foam cannon. Huh. Uh, So there was just this sort of gross, like, wispy, sticky root beer snow cone stuff being sort of sprayed all over everybody. The the Double Dare team, which was cleverly themed, and they were honestly all pretty nice, but they started throwing water balloons filled with some sort of, like, mad scientist toy green slime. Ah. Uh, at, at various other team members and stuff uh, they, uh, they I didn't actually see this happen but the entire time there were just there were beans cooked beans strewn on the ground in front of us so somebody somewhere was just opening cans of beans and hurling beans in every direction
0: that's probably uh, some serious artistic statement
1: yeah, sure, sure. Um, so then there was a team that was extremely committed. I think this team won because it wasn't about the race. It was more about, like, your sort of, you know, your your creativity and your commitment to it in the end. And I think this team is the, the team that won. They were they were dressed as, like, more or less every character from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, hmm. And it was cool. They had really good costumes. It was really like true to form. Like it seems like these were guys that did this all the time, and the Idiot Rod was just another opportunity for them to do it. But there was this bitch who was dressed as the rabbit, who thought that it was super hilarious to just go up to literally everyone and go rawr, 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 and like hump them while pretending to chew on their throats. I bet you loved that. Well, it would have been fine, except that her costume was made of fucking cotton balls soaked in some sort of sticky ass, gross, fake blood. So three minutes after we start moving in this fucking thing, all of our suits are just covered with like little shreds of cotton and sticky fake blood. Right. So it's like we spend a little bit of time like trying to straighten that up almost the whole time there were a handful of people who just delighted in trying to get us to break character and when we didn't, just relentlessly fucking with us, huh. trying to get us to break character. And it was it was really, really annoying. I don't, I don't know what your take on that is. Like, how do you feel about the, like, oh, let's fuck with the guards in front of Buckingham Palace to see if we can get them to smile or whatever. Like, I think it's, it's a dick funny, move But what what is especially a dick move Is if you talk to them, you make faces You wave at them, you do whatever And they don't react So then you start, like, punching them in the stomach Or something right. Just to get them to react, right? Like
0: if People like <laughs> us go Oh, those are those guards that never move Everybody pulls shit with them So it would be totally played out And dumb for us to do it And then we don't Yeah, exactly <clears throat> But it's, if you're going it, you to, know,
1: then you should you should stop. People, people like us, I think. We, I don't even I don't even know if this is true of I me. Mean, so I what what kept striking me during this whole thing was that there are like there are people who are like committed to being funny and to like trying to to do something to entertain other people, and then there are people who like think that they're funny. Hmm. And they just like to act weird in a really loud way and get a lot of attention, and get people to laugh that way. Yeah. And there were just a handful of that second group, and you know, you you play along, you play along with other people's shticks, right? That's like the cardinal rule. Yeah, if right? you're
0: the, the performer type, yeah, you don't stuff anybody.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's just what people were doing to us all the whole time. And then we get to the first uh, we get to the first checkpoint. This was actually pretty funny. Um, we get to the first checkpoint, and it's like, all right, so you got to... This is just a park. You got to stay here for 15 minutes. You can cut five minutes off of that time for every, for every little plastic spoonful of cinnamon that somebody on your team eats, <laughs> right? Which is just this disgusting thing that you do. So we just ate three spoonfuls of cinnamon and moved on to the real checkpoint uh, because that was just another team... <laughs> having set that up to fuck with people. <laughs> See that's kind of funny, right? <laughs> yeah, that is like right, that is exactly the kind of shenanigans that I can actually appreciate people getting up to on this thing, right? But then we get to the real checkpoint and the double dare team is like throwing these weird paint powder bombs on people from an overpass. <sighs> right, and it's like you you guys worked really hard on your costumes and I guess the double dare guys it's in the spirit of your costume to just have shit poured on you, but maybe other people don't want to just have their shit ruined right out of the gate, right? Like we're not even drunk yet, right? You know. So we we get to the we get to the first real checkpoint and you have to draw a piece of paper out of a hat. Uh, that's like this is what you have to do to get through this checkpoint and what we drew was nothing and a big smiley face and they were like ah you guys are lucky because like it turns out that some people it was like drink this entire bottle of tabasco sauce uh, and stuff like that but we didn't have to we didn't have to do any of the any of the stuff there so we just went on to the next thing we brought the bike lock that they recommended we locked our cart up to the uh to the fence outside we went in to sit down and relax for a bit and have a couple beers at the at the place this place totally served food but when i asked the bartender i was like is it possible to order food he said no because the bartenders at this place were not having any of these assholes
0: uh, coming (laughs) in
1: in their goofy costumes get a bunch of beer um we got out and somebody had just like torn the lid off of our cart Uh. to see what to see what was inside it and you know what's inside it fucking nothing obviously right It, it like we didn't, like, hide a stuffed alien in there, so the first person who had the ingenuity to fucking tear this shit up that I spent a bunch of time building would get a fun surprise, right? No, it was just like... Ugh. So that was frustrating. So we spent a little bit of time reaffixing the lid of the fucking cart, which we sort of anticipated this, so we brought some extra materials with us to fix the thing. Uh, later on, though, some people on the Drunk Mimes team just took turns diving into the cart and just completely destroying the lid of it and then later somebody painted a cock and balls on the front of it so that was cool um i forget what the other checkpoints were (laughs) there was another checkpoint where we had to collectively as a team drink an entire bottle of red wine uh which hot stuff rose to that occasion he chugged probably two-thirds of that bottle (laughs) just every time it got to be his turn he drank five or six times as much as anybody else was able to swallow. And then uh, one of us was taken aside, and the rest of us had to recreate a pose from that Awkward Family Photos website uh, under the first person's instructions. And uh, then they took a picture. But then they let us keep the... It was like a real print, and the, which they let us keep, which, you know, it's cool. So now there's like a souvenir. Um, there was another one where you had to, like... They, I think they might have filled balloons with, like, KY or something. And there was a catapult, and the team had to stand on either side of this big bullseye, and then somebody else was shooting the balloon at the bullseye. Oh, my. Uh, or you could chug five beers and skip it, which, you know, okay, we'll chug five <laughs> beers and skip it. Uh, there was another one where you had to... Somebody had to throw a dart at a dartboard, and the number of the the, the dartboard was divided into squares from one to five, or values from one to five. And whatever you hit, was the number of electric shocks the other members of your team had to be subjected to. <laughs> or you could donate an extra twenty bucks to the charity and not have to do it at all. But I donated the twenty bucks to the charity, and then I was like, you know what? I want to throw the dart anyway. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so delivered delivered one shock, which was. Cool. Um, you know, we got pretty drunk at that point, and it was, you know, it got, to be, it got to be kind of fun once I was like, well, all of this shit is ruined, so there's nothing else they can do. At one point, one of the Monty Python guys had a bucket that he mixed up some mud in and was just throwing mud at other teams, just making balls of mud and throwing them at other people's things that they'd worked on.
0: So everybody else... So did it seem like everybody else was in the spirit of fuck with the other teams as much as you can and throw gross stuff around, and that's what it's for?
1: No, it didn't. Uh, it seemed or like there, there, were, handful, like, a seemed like there were a handful of dudes doing that. Yeah. And a lot of people who spent clearly as much or significantly more time on their costumes and carts as we did, yeah. you know? And uh, I... I don't know. I, I actually wrote the guy a letter. I, was, I, I wrote an email that was like, man, I, I wish that I had known to expect this, right? I'm not, I'm not writing you to suggest that you change it because if this is what it is, then that's fine. But, like, put a disclaimer on there that's, like, if you don't, you know, don't wear anything that you're not okay with people throwing food at, for instance. Right. Right? Like, there was, when we got there, we saw that there was a rule about no throwing of excrement, Hmm. And we were like, huh, what, what is the situation? What is this particular little micro society like that that has to be spelled out? Right. Like this, this doesn't, this doesn't bode well. You know, I mean, I, I guess there were some people who, there were other people who had their carts like enclosed with like, say a boom box inside them. And at least one of those I found out about got ruined. By a team who thought it was funny to take these cans of spray foam expanding insulation and just unload them into other people's carts so that the insulation would just expand out and solidify inside their carts I get you know probably just like preventing them from getting their phone which they were also keeping in the cart and maybe ruining it like right. it just there were there were a handful of people. The whole time I was like, you know, if the man tries to stick it to you guys, I am so on the man's side (laughs) in this because because it's seriously like it like even even sitting in the in the like it, it just became like a kind of a parking lot scene. You know, there were just multiple teams competing to see who had the loudest shitty music playing. Mm. And so, like, the work that I put into putting a speaker inside this thing and making some, like, intermittent weird alien noises, like there was an alien hidden inside our crate, like, just totally didn't matter. No one ever heard it because the general level of noise was was too high. Which, you know what? Whatever. Like, don't care. The speaker that I put in there didn't get destroyed, luckily, as it turned out. So, no harm, no foul there, I guess, but I I was in line, for the bathroom at the at the sort of ending party thing, I was in line for the bathroom, and somebody was like, "So did you guys have a good time?" And I and that was like the first time that I really significantly broke character with somebody. I was like, "Well, sort of," and I explained my feeling, like, you know, I I thought I thought that this was going to be a thing where a bunch of people did creative stuff and then had some fun on a little race and had some drinks and didn't didn't just destroy other people shit like I thought I thought that this was going to be and I I, I was like you hippie faggot asshole shut up just shut up before you say this sentence that's about to come out of your mouth I said I thought I thought that this was going to be like a celebration of creativity but it turned out to just be this kind of destructive frat party atmosphere and these people immediately said man have you ever been to Burning Man because you would fit in perfectly at Burning Man and then when that person said to me, you would fit in perfectly at Burning Man, <laughs> I got into the bathroom and I was like, are there any razor blades in here? Because I think I need to end this. <laughs> I think I think that's it for me. Somebody just told me that I would fit in perfectly. Was that
0: man. the worst part of the day?
1: That was the worst part of the day. <laughs> I, I asked him, that. it is it is literally put on by this like the guy's email address, who was the, the sort of ringleader of the thing, was at azburners.org. And I asked him, I'm like, like is this what burning man is like because i said i've 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 got friends who have talked about spending months of work and and hundreds or thousands of dollars building these elaborate theme camps like do people just walk in and just break them for no reason because that would make me really sad i think if, if, if i thought that there was this contingent of people who all they wanted to do was just tear stuff up Like, just take other people's creative work and invalidate it by destroying it for no good reason. Like, it's not even funny, right? Maybe the peasant guy from Monty Python throwing mud at people is kind of funny because you're like, okay, yeah, that guy threw mud at things during that one scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but like, oh, look, drunk mime bitches jumping onto a thing that's obviously made of foam core and breaking it in half. Ha 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 No, yeah. it's just like fuck you, bitch. Get like go do something other than just fucking up my shit. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I the the thing that this race was in my imagination is a thing that I would gladly do again. I feel like the thing that I did and the thing that probably the majority of the other people there did is a thing that I would gladly participate in again but like there's no fucking way I'm going back the way this is it's like I can either just half ass it and do what half the teams did not even half the teams a handful of the teams it was just obviously like oh let's put on whatever random parts of Halloween costumes we have left over in our closets because that's wacky yeah you know so I'm wearing rainbow colored tights and some fairy wings and a clown wig and a dunce cap
0: or whatever to break your shit yeah.
1: Huh. Ah, uh, man.
0: That's a shame. You should have just uh, sat in a tub and watched HGTV. Should I have? <laughs> yep, I that was pretty sweet. We we played some cribbage. Played several hands of cribbage. Played uh, some... And eh, we didn't play the Yahtzee. What else we? There were board games. Put it that way.
1: Is there... <clears throat> I've always thought of Yahtzee. I think as a result of mostly having played it as like a little handheld electronic game or a computer game i think of yahtzee as being a game that there isn't really any point in playing it with somebody else there's not a
0: there's not a whole lot of strategy
1: no i mean it's like a race to a point i guess i guess it's a competition for point value right but you could be you could be on different continents and
0: you have very but you also do have very little control over what your scores are right because it's the, there are very few choices that you make in Yahtzee.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there there's. Uh, like, you, you certainly benefit from a knowledge of probability, right? Like. But yeah. It, yeah, okay. Like, knowing when to use your. Knowing when to use your, uh, your wild where you just take the sum of all the stuff, whatever. Okay. I definitely got better at it over time. Like, there was a time when I had a little handheld electronic Yahtzee game that I played a lot on the toilet for like maybe a period of six months and i definitely got way better at it over time but i could have just been imagining it maybe i just got better at pooping
0: yeah so it felt like you were going faster at the yahtzee
1: yeah oh anyway i don't have a i don't have a tv uh with inside of my bathtub mr Skelet. you do have one of those big bathtubs though I do, I do. I, I lie in it and, and, and take a bath and listen to podcasts, though.
0: It turns out that the whole, that the Jets thing just doesn't matter at all. I've never once, in all of our time, go into the little, like, jetted tub suites and in, in hotels. We always fill the thing up, put in some bubble bath, turn on the Jets, and then immediately turn them off and go, bleh, and then just kind of yep. s- sit
1: my the bathtub in this house actually has that um and uh i uh i wisely well you can't turn them on while you're in the bathtub uh i I could have gotten i guess somebody else to turn them on for me while i was in the bathtub but the thing to turn them on is you can't reach it from the bathtub but uh i was like you know what i'm gonna fill the bathtub up and see if those things actually work Uh, because i had never done so before uh, that well, at least in the last few years, and uh, what they certainly did was just immediately blast a whole bunch of debris into the filled-up bathtub, uh, which then took me a long time to clean. <laughs> so I don't know what those pipes are made of or what uh, was what was collecting in them, but uh, yeah, it was pretty nasty. It it was like it was like I had turned on a scab faucet. It was. It was just little gross, like, red flakes that would sort of disintegrate if you touched them.
0: I'm guessing rust?
1: Yeah, maybe rust from, from inside some pipes. I guess that would happen. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like a hot tub. I like the jets in a hot tub. I like to sit yeah. there with one of those jets just pounding into the small of my back. And it's like a invigorating massage, and then the next day there's like a giant bruise wherever the jets were, and you're like, "Damn jets!"
0: Hot tubs are usually every hot tub I've been in has been too short for me. Like if I sit on the bench and sit straight up, the water comes to like the bottom of my man boobs.
1: Yeah, that's that's about where I am too. So I, I usually always end up kind of I usually slide forward off the bench. Yeah, and yeah kind of squat on the It's never quite where I can sit on the bottom of it. So, it's like I can either be mostly out of the hot tub or I can be uncomfortable.
0: Uh, I'll usually do the snow monkey thing and kind of crouch at the uh, with just my neck and head sticking out.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that what a snow monkey does?
0: Yeah, like the little Japanese snow monkeys. You see them in, the, in their little hot springs. I know there's
1: that I know there's that one photo that everybody has seen.
0: Yeah, the one poster hanging in everybody's dentist's office.
1: (laughs) It was hanging Uh, in my
0: dentist's office, so I just assume that's where everybody else saw it.
1: Oh, boy. What else have you been up to? It seems like... I went to that They Might Be Giants show. Yeah, yeah. Was uh, Jonathan Colton opening? Uh, He was. And, you know, I was not that excited about the Jonathan Colton show. Uh Uh-huh. Like... I liked it when he played the one song that I knew all the words to. But it was... And this kind of happened with They Might Be Giants, too. Like, it was just mixed the way that they mix the sound at live venues like that, where you just can't understand the lyrics if you don't already know them. Uh-huh. Um, and so, like, hearing a bunch of Jonathan Golden songs that I don't know the words to and that I can't hear the words to, like, he is a he's a good songwriter, but like when he's just playing the guitar and playing with a full band he played at max FunCon. was that the year that you went or the year before you went no it was the year before okay his show at max FunCon, he had some sort of he had all it was just him and so he had all these crazy devices and stuff with him mm. and it was really entertaining and it was just him in in like that that hall there which you know you can fit like 75 people in or whatever um and he had these boxes with like different samples on different buttons and stuff and he, he just you know he played Mr. Fancy Pants and it was sort of awesome <laughs> like the way that the way that he put the whole thing together you know it was kind of like watching a one man band sort of thing but when he when he just like played a straight out rock show it was like you know this is kind of boring
0: there is that problem with his new album it took me a, a while to get into it and now I'd say like 80% of it I like but it was produced by John Flansburg so <clears throat> a lot of yeah, the songs I... that would have been charming have that kind of blunt instrument, bludgeony feel of Flansburg's They Might Be Giant stuff
1: Right, which is just like, this is a rock song it's a pretty good rock song, but it's just like this is a rock song right? Uh, Did you the They Might Be Giant show was the... was pretty good, I mean it was it like it has gotten to the point where I've paid little enough attention to them that they did a lot of songs that I just didn't know, and so it's like, oh, okay. I keep this telling you, like,
0: you ought to look at the, you ought to listen to that new album.
1: Yeah, no, I should. I just, I don't know how somebody even gets albums anymore, you know. I just buy everything
0: off of Amazon MP3, and they save right. it in the cloud.
1: Cool. And
0: then I can um, put it on my phone.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I know. I should. I like that we're the Mesopotamians song. That sounds like a they might be giants song. No, yeah, it's from uh, The Elf. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Uh, it, you know, it was, it was all right, though. We we went down and we had a sandwich with my mom <laughs> and uh, and and some of our KOL-playing friends down in Tucson, whose, whose real names I know, but whose KOL names I don't know, so I can't give them a shout-out. <laughs> I don't want to spoil their secret identities. Um, but... What else? It's been so long, it seems like there'd be more stuff having gone on
0: I don't remember at all what I did the week before the last show that we did,
1: built, did built any, Have you put any spackle onto anything?
0: I haven't spackled a thing I'm waiting for our, once our tax return gets in we'll start ripping wood paneling out of the basement and uh, the little guy's going to preschool he's starting preschool tomorrow so uh, I anticipate oceans of time uh, Three days a week He'll be doing 8.30 to 3.30 Huh So work on the house And work on some Kingdom stuff Finally mail out the last like 20 comics
1: The international ones
0: Yeah I mean, it, it, it turns out that each of those takes a good Like five minutes to process yeah. And there were just and hundreds of them So yeah. some of them have gone out Some of them haven't
1: International shipping is, like, <clears throat> I'm beginning to understand why a lot of businesses just say, you can only get this stuff in the continental US and Canada. Because, uh, man, it is, as I understand it, it it's just like a weird bureaucratic hassle to send something from, from here to Europe.
0: Ours were pretty simple, though. They're, they're flat packages, so that's one thing. Instead of being, like, $15 a piece to ship, they're a couple of bucks to Canada, like five bucks to Australia, which is reasonable considering how far away that is. But, okay. you know, so you have to put it on the scale, you re enter the address, you fill out a customs thing, which is the same for every single one, but you can't save it. So you just have to list the contents for everyone. Then you print out a, a full page, take that page, fold it in half, stuff it in this, like, sticky backed clear envelope, which takes forever because it's not really designed for things to go into it
1: yeah it's like that weird overlapping plastic yeah like a a packing list on the outside like it's designed to keep things in it but not to let things in it
0: I'm glad that the first one that I did I thought oh I should just shove this thing in there and then stick it on the envelope but I could have just as easily decided the other way and then I would have just had an empty envelope sitting on the thing because there's no way to put shit inside there if it doesn't bend Oh yeah. You
1: know. Oh, uh, I know that uh, Pez went down to uh, because we got tired of uh, we got tired of uh, waiting for those boards and bags to show up. They finally did, uh, so that's not a problem anymore. But uh, he went down to just a local comic shop to buy some to ship out the first batch, and because it's a non-standard size, he took it with him. And the guy was like, "What's that you got there?" And he's like, "Oh, it's this comic book we make." And he grabbed it and he read the first few pages, and he was like, "Do you guys want to sell this here?" I'm like, sure. Nice. So. Like random random consignment deal, like no no risk right off the bat.
0: I was hoping that he would go to some of the other ones too that we already they, know.
1: Yeah, they, that I believe I believe some progress has been made in that direction. It just it just sucks that there was that deal already brokered with Atomic and then Atomic went out of business.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean it sucks that Atomic went out of business, but it mostly sucks that Atomic Comics went out of business because of its impact on us.
0: Well, for you us, know, the, that's <laughs> absolutely true.
1: <laughs> They're probably like. 30 entire dollars we could have made as a result of that business relationship. Well, I was glad to
0: hear there. that the 150 of copies that I gave you have, uh, that I sent you guys, have already been spoken for. Oh, yeah? So that's, um, I'll be sending out another box today. I yeah, guess, Stuff uh,
1: suggested just sending us one media mail uh, because it'll just be way cheaper and it'll take a while I to think get to us. That's what I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. You uh, what else? Oh, uh, I found out today. Uh, well, I confirmed today that uh, Cornmo plays KOL.
0: Yep, that was pretty exciting.
1: I'm fucking excited about I'm that. I'm not going to say really anything bad about Cornmo. Corn <laughs> yep. <laughs> not anymore. Uh, but yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he gave us a. Uh, he gave us one of them there follow Fridays on uh, on on the Twitter, and I was like, whoa, that's weird, because I didn't see that in our feed. I saw it in Cornmo's feed. On my other thing, where I followed Cornmo, and I was like, "Wait, what? Whoa!" Yeah, totally plays KML. I'm pretty excited about that. That's what I'm pretty excited about. It's lollipop time, Mr. Skullhead. Mm. It is. Isn't there some time.
0: song of his that's like, "Honey and Sugar Pops, I want to fuck you," something or other? Uh, I don't know. No.
1: And, uh, I think you might be thinking of uh, Nine Inch Nails.
0: That was a pretty terrible. Set. That
1: that crossover album between Nine Inch Nails and the Archies.
0: <laughs> you are my candy think... girl, and I want to fuck you like an animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody out there who has the ability to make mashups, make that happen.
1: Yeah uh let's see we had a whole bunch of uh questions if we want to get to that questions part although i don't know where was i going that i looked at this thing and i there was a point where i was going to start and then uh uh let's god damn it this is uh this is Phenomenal, phenomenal radio. Ooh,
0: I uh... Pause. Are you looking at the forums or at the bugbear thread?
1: Uh, I'm looking at the forums. Yeah. Uh, uh, so some bloke wrote uh, previously. This this thread has gone through several shows at this point. Hey, yes. If I uh, are either of you guys fans of South Park? Do you find any similarities in the relationship between the creators of South Park and your own? And in any similarities in humor and opinion on other stuff like religion? I don't really know about the relationship between the two guys that work on South Park.
0: I don't know. They seem to be friends.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean that. Like, uh, like I feel like they're they're sort of like maybe fundamentally interested in different things, and they work on this thing together, same as they always did. Right. Uh, so, I, I mean, I guess in in that, I in think that we're we're more like
0: the Indigo Girls in that we're two gay guys doing a creative project together, but we're not romantically involved.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, is that also like wham?
0: No, I think they were having sex with each other. Oh. Way to spoil all my dreams. <laughs> of landing you some uh, Andrew Ridgeley. Because I know you're too much of a hipster to go for the George Michael if you're going to hit Wham.
1: Oh, yeah? You're like, no. Uh, I don't... Did, so Wham did Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good song.
0: And Last like, Christmas.
1: Uh, I don't know that one.
0: Last. Did Christmas, they do any other songs that I would have known? Uh-huh. I mean, I
1: kind of like George Michael.
0: Yeah, I don't have a problem with the man. He wants to be my father figure.
1: <clears throat> yeah, he wants I remember me to when that monogamy. I remember when that girl I was dating heard uh, the Faith on the radio, the George Michael version, and said, "Who's this doing a Limp Biscuit cover?" <laughs> this, this is actually better.
0: <laughs> you know, that, that was one of the things. Like, I was so weirded out about how young my wife was when we started dating that. I you weren't the you weren't the only one, sir. Yep. Then I had a little questionnaire for her, and one of the questions was, "Who does the original version of Faith?" And she goes, "George Michael's Fuck Limp Biscuit." I was like, All right, then.
1: This we girl's got a, a mouth on her. Yeah, what stuff in it.
0: <laughs> um. I think that uh, <clears throat> that karma has more than paid you back for making fun of me for being creepy, and that every girl you've dated since then has had a larger age gap than we do oh yeah yeah
1: no absolutely uh and and a larger age gap than the previous one it turns out that's <laughs> yep. just uh,
0: you need to hold on just... to this one because you're gonna be like you're gonna have to start trolling preschools
1: yeah yeah no i gotta stick with this one for a while because if i need to start over it's gotta yeah i need i need some time for the it's <laughs> not even about that half your age plus seven rule anymore it turns, out I was, it turns out i was cool on that i think or you eventually get cool on that right <laughs> like you, you don't necessarily start out cool. Uh, also, man, I'm not gonna let the man tell me what to do. If my free spirit tells me that what I want to do is take a box cutter to somebody else's cart, then that's what I'm gonna do, man. This is about a, this is about chaos. Hail Eris, man.
0: I think they were going, Hail Eris, and give me something to break. It's limbic um, again, fucking up your shit.
1: Yeah, there's like a little, there's Team Limp Biscuit. Uh, it was just it was a bunch of guys in ascots and their cart was just a table with a cracker on it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a pretty good theme actually. And then oh it's like the whole time it just like each of them has an individual mayonnaise word under the cracker and then one of you eats it. <laughs> you just do that over and over again. That would actually be a pretty funny a pretty funny multi person costume. It'd be rough to include a girl mm. in it. I suppose. <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, how do you feel about how do you feel about the South Park guys? Like in terms of uh, in terms of humor and opinion, like they will definitely very explicitly tackle a topic that we would just stay away from.
0: See, I've watched so I've watched like the first ten seasons of South Park, and then that was all that I could legally obtain. So I quit watching them, but. I enjoy them. Like, I think they have some very interesting opinions on some things. It kind of annoys me when I'm arguing with someone else and they quote, like, the South Park argument and that's kind of like QED. Like, yeah, well, South Park said that secondhand smoke doesn't cause cancer, so I guess it doesn't. Like, um, but, okay. And some of the, like, some of the positions they take seem amusingly dated now they kind of find themselves in the same boat that we are in that you don't get to be a reasonable person and say shit like that
1: anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think one one thing that the work that they do has as that's different than the work that we do is they, they do a season and then it's like, okay, well, this thing that they wrote, this is now in a television show from 10 years ago, right? Whereas yeah. we write a thing and it just stays in this big corpus that people are still seeing all the time. And okay. so we... I don't know. I feel like we will occasionally make, like, a subtle nod to some topical Internet joke or whatever, but... Or tr- entirely drown in one, like the Astral Badger. Well, sure, But sure. I think we, but try I mean, and
0: we try and start with something that's already a couple of years old.
1: Yeah, it's something that's, something that's established enough that we expect that people will... Like I, I don't know, have we made any yo dog I heard you like whatever jokes in an item description or whatever. I mean a throw a throwaway Probably. joke is one thing, right?
0: I know but, we've done some YTMND. <clears throat> um
1: Yeah. I, I don't I don't see the point in really vocally coming out against a particular religion. Hmm. Say like I don't I don't see the point in trying to like I mean I have I have certain things that I want to do creatively and they are basically all things I want to do in the context of a video game and the the theme of the thing will serve that and if there is like some some like subculture that I think can can be reasonably expected to have a sense of humor about it then I use them as the thing in which I couch this or whatever I mean like we can certainly poke fun at bros by making light of the goofy things that they do right but I feel like that's different than if we had a zone that was like the church the the Jesus worshipping cult
0: I think we what, uh, right? we had an explicit conversation about that too way way back when we weren't sure what all was going to go in like what does this game consist of and we had talked about doing the like the teetotaler and oxygenarian and So how about we have one where you, like, have to proselytize your faith to X number of people a day and, like, you know, we just shouldn't... shouldn't get into that shit. I'm impressed that, like, the episode that they did on Mormonism hit the, like, this is kind of a stupid set of beliefs because it's based around this stuff that is obviously not true and this dude who was obviously a con artist but you're also kind of a dick for just hammering that onto people who are just trying to be nice to you yeah so I I think they do a good job of that like here's our extreme point of view and here's us kind of making fun of us for having this extreme point of view so I thought that that was reasonable of them and for Scientology they were just like this is ridiculous bullshit and nobody should believe it and that was okay
1: Yeah, and I mean, casting it as, like, a child-raping club. I mean, it's...
0: But that has a... The reason that they did that, I found out later, is there is a whole lot of loud whispering about L. Ron Hubbard having a bunch of, you know, the Scientology equivalent of Boy Scouts out on his boat and getting up to some shenanigans with him.
1: Mm. Um... It was weird I was really surprised uh, I, and I feel like we might have talked about this years back but finding a metafilter thread about South Park and discovering how many of those people are just vehemently aligned against the South Park guys sort of political philosophy huh like just talking about it talking about it like it was a joke right like t- like they they were just like laughably naive libertarians and and that as such any opinion that they ever presented was like equivalent to if rush limbaugh had a cartoon Hmm. you know which which struck me as a little weird because i've always i've always felt like they mostly came down on on the side of like being fairly reasonable and realistic about things right you know but But I think what, what bugs a lot of people, what sticks in the craw of a lot of, of a lot of uh, the, the more say sensitive liberal audience of that is that th- there is this kind of underlying theme of just just shut up and work on something and everything will be fine. Uh-huh. You know, like maybe stop complaining and just go get a job and do your job and try to do a good job of your job and be nice to people and stuff. And then maybe everything would just be okay and the the notion the notion that that point of view is is hopelessly naive is a thing that yeah i mean probably is is evidence that i am hopelessly naive right because um, you know eh, whatever libertarians can't live with them can't shoot them because it's against the law even though they don't really want it to be What do you think? ACLU defends neo-Nazi groups' right to burn down ACLU headquarters.
0: Exactly. I think that libertarians are adorable.
1: I mean, but do you think that, like, because I feel like if you had to peg the South Park guys as having a, a sort of ethos, that would be it. Right. Right. Like, I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they would come down real heavy on social programs. Right. I think they would come down on like no, just like. Get a job and work real hard, and you can be successful like us. Because like we're just lazy dudes who didn't really start with anything, and then once we stopped being lazy and started working real hard, our lives got okay. Y- you know, which I-, I guess that's what the that's what the one percent says, right? I mean, uh, like, like, but that seems to that- be
0: what the the like. Fifteen percent says,
1: yeah. I mean, but did, so does that. Is well, it, I mean, is there it, are people is it who wrong. Kind of, yeah. It's I mean, a little. It's a
0: little narrow visioned because it, like, what bothers me about libertarianism is that it assumes that anybody who has money got it by working hard with a good work ethic and putting out something of value that people wanted, and that anybody who is poor is poor because they didn't make any effort. And that just isn't the case. A lot of people who are poor are people who, especially these days, got shit on. And so that it kind of breaks down. Here is a guy who's a really hard worker. He has a whole bunch of skills. He worked for 30 years at his job, working as hard as he could for that American dream, and then he got axed so that his CEO could have a million-dollar bonus. That's not, like, the virtue of hard work making somebody wealthy and the laziness making somebody do poorly.
1: Have you ever met anybody like that?
0: Yes. there are. You have? There are tons of them in this economy right now. Okay. And when you look at, like, an average worker has had wages that are stagnant or slightly going down since the 70s, while CEO pay has... Gone up by well, a factor sure, of ten. Sure, sure, I mean there's then there's like the, there's there is the, a problem know, with this system and that idea that if you just do your job, you know, put out a product people want, and do good work, you'll be fine. And if you're not fine, then you must not be doing that. Is I don't think that it's true.
1: Right, I mean, I like I feel like there's there is a lot of bias based on <clears throat> so a lot of a lot of where my. Leanings in that direction come from <clears throat> is looking at the, the generation that I am a member of in my own family, uh-huh. right? And there are, there are some of us that are doing fine and there are some of us that are just complete fuck-ups that are in and out of jail. right? And, and the, the difference is I don't think that the man was only keeping some of us down. Uh Right, I mean the difference is that some of us made a bunch of shitty decisions, and didn't like sort of you know man up and become a grown up and like start treating people nicely and you know like get jobs and work hard and not not get fired because we drank all night, right? Like it's it like I I guess growing growing up in the shithole that I grew up in, people. Every once in a while, there would be a bunch of people that lost their jobs because one of the factories that employed a lot of people like shutdowns because they could because they could do it more cheaply in Japan or whatever. But for every person that lost their job like that, there were 30 people that lost their jobs just from not showing up because they were drunk. And and it gets really difficult, like <clears throat> it, it's yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like you're the, the way that you feel about the way the world works and the way that the system works and what opportunities people have and like what uh, you know whose responsibility it is if somebody gets let down by the thing just so largely depends on the kind of things that you've seen happen right because you can read statistics well, and you can you can <clears throat> you can look at these things <clears throat> but every story is going to be written in a in a tone that supports the views of the person <clears throat> that writes the story sure Right. And so like, but like, sorry,
0: no, 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 I'll like, I am not that I live in the ghetto. Right. So all I have to do is go down to the ghetto grocery store to see people abusing the fuck out of the system and people who are poor because they enjoy not having to do anything. And they think that money is just the thing that comes to your mailbox from the government. So, like, I understand that that shit happens, but I don't use that to say, to generalize, everybody who is poor is poor because they chose to be, and why would we take money away from people who are rich to help these assholes? No, sure. And I mean I, I would like, we need to figure out a way... To, I
1: wouldn't generalize to that extent either, but, I, think, I mean, makes
0: just... like It only works, that whole idea of if you work hard, you can, you'll do well, only works if you have some sort of oversight in place to say but you as an employer you need to take care of your employees you need to pay them, pay them a living wage make sure that their health care is taken care of don't fuck them over to maximize your profit or to maximize your salary because that's the natural tendency of business so i think you have to have that oversight and if that oversight goes away then it's it's not like some level playing field where everybody can start out and be an entrepreneur and become a boss, because then there wouldn't be any employees.
1: Right, and I'm... I'm sh- sh- sure. I mean... I mean there, there is a guy a that time. I know, there...
0: who is a, who's an entrepreneur, who's a well, millionaire, it's... and who talks about how fucking, I have no respect for anybody who doesn't just do what I did. And like, dude, if everybody did what you did, and that was possible, you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing, because you are propped up by the twenty people that you pay like shit,
1: I'm 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 propped up by the people that I like to think I treat fairly and provide insurance for and stuff, even though I don't have to, right? Like, I, well, exactly. What, you're you're the other example of wasn't there who wasn't there it. a time when there? I mean, so so this is like this the sort of like idyllic theoretical situation where there aren't so many people that. You, it can't be like this, right? Like, there was a time when you had to either either work literally for your own survival, or you individually had to provide a service that was worth those people propping you up with stuff that they had earned themselves, right? Like, like colonial America, right? There were no there were no big employees, right? Like there there was nothing there was nothing in place to prevent you from starving to death if you just weren't willing to learn how to do anything uh-huh. that that merited uh, you know survivability right and, and and it's like brutal it's it's awful right for the quality of life is terrible but that is also like it, it there is a there is a it is very easy to romanticize that Kind of situation right like it's it's very Easy to look it's like all right well so here's this town Where the you know the Barber can survive because He cuts all the farmers hair In exchange for a loaf of Bread per haircut and so Then nobody starves to death right mm-hmm. like The farmers who aren't good at Cutting hair don't have to don't have to cut Each other's hair I mean it, it just It kind of seems like there are There is this expectation That even if you're not good enough at something that is worth money to to make a living, that you still got to make a living, right? Well, and
0: in the old days, what we had for people like that were, yeah. like, factory jobs that paid a decent wage. And it was noble work, even though it wasn't skilled work. And, and that is just kind of... I mean, are you talking way. about
1: the old days, like the 70s?
0: Yeah. Or
1: are you talking about, I mean, because I mean, like talking about the old days, like the 1700s, like, no, no, we didn't. What we had for people like that was like a a mission that you could, that you could stay at until they kicked you out because you weren't actually helpless. Right, right. You know, I I mean, or or you just starve to death in the gutter if all you wanted to do was drink instead of work.
0: Yeah, I mean, there has to be a point at which you, you let people go, right? And I agree with that. But I feel for people who get caught in the middle, and I yeah, think absolutely. I think that it's kind of what I see are people who are like dead dead in the middle of the middle class, and when people say we should raise taxes three percent on the second million that people make, their politicians go, "That's thirty thousand dollars. Can you imagine if you had to pay thirty thousand dollars more in taxes? That would destroy you." And all those dipshits go, yeah, god, $30,000 is a lot of money. How the fuck could we ever expect somebody to pay that much more in taxes? And they're not thinking that leaves them mm $970,000, not $15,000, which is what you would have.
1: Right, which, you know, that's the problem, right? Is that, okay, so this is yet another way in which dipshits making bad decisions is costing them You know, is creating failure for them instead of success. Like, and and what do we, what do we do about that? Like, you the Democrats just keep trying to educate them, and that's not going to work. Yeah, right. Like, what you need is to prop up somebody. You need to prop up somebody who is as good a liar as the charismatic Christian Republicans who get all the votes from these people who they're ultimately fucking over, but who doesn't want to fuck them over Right. so like you need someone who is a you need someone who is an expert liar but not a thief at all and yeah. how do you how someone do you who's find a that?
0: pathological like, liar without being a sociopath
1: like you can't because you, you can't well
0: but like, I think what you it, mean they, what you need is a politician who is more interested in helping people than getting reelected and that doesn't exist
1: Well, but the problem—I mean, I don't know that—I don't know that I believe that that doesn't exist. I I just—I don't—I think that if you are that person, you you get elected, you start down the road towards making some genuine improvements, which you know, pro pro tip, that takes fucking decades to meaningfully pay off. Right. And then you don't get reelected, and then it's you know you've gone two steps forward and one step back. Until people are pissed off enough to try something new again. Right? But then at like least you, you
0: come together because opposites attract. <laughs>
1: nobody, nobody manages to have the courage of their convictions over, over the span of multiple election cycles. There's you, also you
0: know? the, like, in the Clinton era, we by and large did okay. Because there was this idea that nobody's going to be able to implement fascism or socialism So, you know what, we should just sit down and talk it out and figure out some compromises and some shit we can do. But now it seems like whoever's in the party in control grabs the steering wheel, turns it as far to one side as they can, and drives like a maniac until everybody goes, oh shit, that doesn't work, and puts the other party in control, at which point they grab the wheel and turn it the other way. So instead of going forward, we're just, like, doing donuts.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I I think that... (laughs) It, it makes it so an ideology that is more in the middle becomes more appealing than it has any right to be.
0: Right. It, Watching know. Ron Paul gather this, like, a, a reasonable amount of support is indicative of that because he's a fucking lunatic. But he's a fucking lunatic who talks sense... 20% of the time which is more than anybody else
1: is is it only 20% of the I mean I know he's he's got that kind of John Birch society thing going on where like ah, yeah you know what would it do, what would it do if for four years we just were like alright sorry guys uh, guys being the rest of the world we need to we need to just sort of like cut off ties and get our shit together over here for a little while like would that just destroy us I don't know it's, if a that fucking, would. it's a fucking complicated system, right? So I mean, yeah. if we elected somebody whose policy and it had an ability to enact it was like, yeah, sorry, no foreign policy really. Um, we're gonna, we're just gonna immediately withdraw all of our troops, scale the military back to just enough to defend us against uh, an actual attack against our soil, and uh, you know, like, are we fucked? Does that mean that like six months after after we decide this, can like is gas $1000 a gallon? Right. And everybody, you know, ev- everyone loses their jobs. Like what actually happens? Like that, that I mean there are certainly there are certainly and don't do not think for a moment that I'm going to try to argue that Ron Paul is not bad shit insane. Oh,
0: good. But
1: like uh, like is immediately bringing home every soldier that we have Stationed in any foreign country, like is that
0: insane? I think that he doesn't think what will happen next. Right, but what, also, what,
1: what, but, what, what, but what would happen? I mean, well, I, he doesn't
0: want to. He doesn't want any social safety nets. He thinks that any taking care of the poor or anybody unable to work or find a job can be done with churches and charitable giving. That healthcare will solve itself because doctors will donate their time to people who can't afford to pay. Because that's what he does. Because he's a nice guy, you know. Well,
1: I'll give him that. But yeah, it could be like it could be like that. Our idiot brother movie, where it turns out if you give people the benefit of the doubt more than sure. often, more often than not, they will rise. It to could invasion. be that if
0: you just dismantle the entire government and only have it provide the services that you can justify directly from the Constitution, that suddenly everything is awesome. But I doubt it, <laughs> and I also don't sure. think that that he could make any of that happen. It's the same thing as when Ross Perot ran, and he had this huge plan of how you're going to run the government like a business, everybody's going to do their taxes on a postcard, and it's like, no, none of that would ever happen. Because nobody would ever let that happen. (laughs) Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just wonder, like, it it, it seems like, it, it seems, it seems to me that, like, if, if, if asymmetric... Was in the same kind of shape that it seems like the United States was in. I I would start entertaining drastic measures, Uh right? Like I, I think that it would be worth talking about doing things that were extremely different than maybe anything that we'd ever done in the past, because okay, I mean, clearly we're on this trajectory where the shit that we're doing is not working, and rather than rather than having all of our efforts entirely hamstrung by having to make them, like, palatable to voters maybe let's try something crazy and see if it works right, right? because if it doesn't work, like, how much how much more fucked can we be than totally fucked, right <laughs> like,
0: but I also think I- that it's been oversold how totally fucked we are
1: Yeah, no. What happened?
0: Like in my in my mind, what happened is we had like some responsibility in budget that happened under Clinton, which is crazy for stereotypes. And you know, we did pretty well. The deficit, we're keeping the deficit in check. We're you know not running. We're keeping the debt in check. We're not running a deficit every year. And then you get an asshole with an asshole vice president who cuts taxes for everybody, and starts two giant fucking wars. And then talks about how we need to be fiscally responsible while doubling the deficit. And then the economy goes to shit, and we get a guy in who, it looks like, is kind of an asshole, and I'm gonna have to vote for him again, and that kind of sucks, but who is hamstrung at every turn, trying to do anything different, trying to maybe do what we did before... Because you know you can't raise taxes on the wealthy that will that will torpedo our economy like that's the only thing that worked before. You cut spending responsibly and you yes, you raise taxes on people. That's how you do this. but uh, you know, I think we already know how to fix it because we have this model from fucking 10 years ago well i mean i think the
1: worrisome thing is that the way that we have to fix it is not just by raising taxes on the rich and it's not just and it's not just by cutting spending right like it is by being fucking responsible and like you know like okay well so our problem here is that we've got these numbers in all these columns that add up to a giant negative number uh it, it you know Right here on this sheet of paper, it explains to us what we need to do. We need to make these things stop adding up to a giant negative number and maybe try and get them to add up to like a little positive number.
0: But another thing that you do when the economy is shitty, if you're a government, is you spend money to stimulate the economy. And what's happening now is they're going, there's this giant deficit, we just need austerity measures. And every country that that's been tried in has been doing really poorly. The country that's doing really well right now is Germany, and when their shit hit the fan, when their businesses were going to start laying off workers, the government paid the businesses to not lay them off, reasoning that we're going to end up paying these assholes salaries anyway if they go on unemployment, so let's keep everyone working. So they spent more, which made people have more income that they could spend, which stimulated their economy, and they're not fucked.
1: Right, but I think but the we corrupt can't structures. Have nice the, but the corrupt here. structures in place here made it so our government did that, but it didn't actually help anyone.
0: But we right? didn't. I mean, we didn't th- do that, that, that to that extent. Like we bailed out the wrong business when we bailed yeah. out the banks. I feel like the car, the auto industry. It actually seems like that was a good idea, and that went well. Like they came back. You're just,
1: you're just saying that because of Super Bowl commercials.
0: Yeah, as far as I know, the only thing that America produces are cars and assholes at Godaddy and Bud Light
1: <laughs> Doritos. Um, what was the what was the Godaddy thing this? I have heard people talking about. I didn't actually watch it. This wasn't so cool. It wasn't horrible. It
0: was it was another one of those like here's a girl who's almost naked. Why don't you log on to our site and maybe you'll see her titties. Huh. So There's like Danica Patrick and that other chick like body painting a girl, and they're just like showing her stomach, and then they focused on the women who are body painting. Like, oh, we missed a spot. Oh, we missed a lot of spots. Like, go to GoDaddy, maybe see some titties. that huh. yeah, was fun stuff. You know, we should probably. So we're at the nine twenty. <laughs> <mark. laughs> we're like, we have forty minutes of show left. Do you want to take like a, a short break and then do Kingdom Kingdomy things?
1: yeah let's do that instead of instead of just talking about how angry i am at burning man people and then uh not even really arguing about politics. i feel like i feel like we're both just acting like frustrated old men now
0: yeah we're it's, we're soapboxing <laughs> at each other and uh, like there's there are no points of contention really it's just yeah shit's fucked up yeah it totally is
1: well um, i mean the question was about south park so right
0: let's call it uh like you we do like eight minutes
1: Okay. All right.
0: And we're back, and we're so on task.
1: I know, man. No more politics. How hard is it to keep politics out of podcasting, Mr. Skullhead?
0: Yeah, you'd think that in Obama's America we... Oh.
1: Right. Uh, Kodakun writes, Regarding a hipster replacement, perhaps a familiar that occasionally runs off and finds things, non-combats the burn delay, perhaps a dog of some kind, perhaps a Welsh corgi. Corgi? Is, uh, a cordial. <laughs> Um,
0: there are two breeds know, of Welsh Corgis The Cardigan and the Pembroke <laughs>
1: One of them is uh, a love fool APM says Any chance the KOL documentary will be made available In download form? Three to four weeks plus delivery time to Europe Is kind of very off-putting for me Maybe for others too For a product that is essentially digital I wouldn't mind paying the same amount Even if the physical support is missing And no shipping is needed uh, uh, P.S. Seems like a question that would have been asked before But either wasn't answered Or my forum search foo is not strong enough Yeah, I don't I don't know what it would even be involved in that. I mean, we'd need to talk to the guy who I, owns it.
0: I know what I would do if, if if I were doing it. Yeah, what's that? I would just take the DVD that we have and rip a high quality like some kind of agnostic file, video file of it and host it and allow people to pay us and then give them a the same way we distribute the comic, yeah. Because like, it's not super hard to turn a DVD into a video
1: file. Oh no, I mean technically, it's just it's not ours, right? So like, I yeah, true. That's that's the that's the issue, and I don't know I don't know how he would feel about that. The, there was some there was some stuff that we couldn't do in the beginning because it was potentially going to be in like film festivals. I don't even know if that guy's making any movies anymore. I talk to him every great once in a while. Um, yeah I don't know I'll ask I'll ask him and see if he minds I think we've made back the money on getting them pressed I don't even know if it was pressing we've gotten back the money on having them manufactured but we still have like hundreds and hundreds of them in boxes right uh hmm it really seems like I've it really seems like I've read more of these unless people are just asking the same questions over and over again uh, Fred Levi says, speaking of comedic reversals, which you did like months ago, do you ever, what was, I thought of that, and I thought that we came up with something pretty funny as a good comedic reversal, but I can't remember what it was. Hmm. Uh, and perhaps it wasn't even on a Monday show. Might have been even mid even video games hot topic. but never mind that. My favorite comedic reversal is when Pepe Le Pew gets covered in paint, and the girl cat gets a cold, and then she starts chasing him, and he's the one running in terror. Great stuff. Wait, why? Huh? Why would her getting a cold make her want to chase a painted skunk? Because then she can't smell him. Oh, and she thinks he's a sexy cat, right? I see. I did not think of her as a as a lady cat who was going around looking to get fucked by some big male cat's barbed penis, right? I think of I think of lady cats as a machine for trying not to get fucked uh, given all the noises I've ever heard and I mean, you know, for uh, oh, I'm sorry, I think my cat was offended because uh, I, I have a lady cat and she's in the room right now and she's, she's sad about that um, Pepe Le Pew, huh? Saltus says One, can we get an accomplishment for defeating Big Candy? Well, sure um, Just not right now Now that I do the shows from this little laptop out in this room I, I never, I almost never like fix stuff on on the thing anymore on the show Uh, Two, what are your thoughts on nerfing certain parts of the game to make way for power creep? For example, increasing the number of stats required to get from one level to the next, or minus 10% item drops for all players. I bring this up because I think the recent HP MP decrease is actually a nice way to make the game a little harder for players uh, with everything and allow for the addition of new skills and items that make up for that loss. I guess the drawback is making it too hard for new players. Uh, You know, I don't think new players really cared about the HP MP thing because that was mostly... I mean, it wouldn't have even been noticeable at low levels. Right, because of the way the the multipliers worked, it was only for people with like every passive plus percent MP skill perm, I mean, which is only a handful. But, um, increasing the number of stats required to get to the next level would hurt people a little too much, I think. Minus ten percent item drops would kind of go against the spirit. Like the reason that you get so many items in KOL is because getting items is awesome, and I wanted a game where you got a lot of items because getting items. Rules. uh rob Mooseman says are we supposed to be able to use seasonal hardcore paths as lead-ins to black uh, to black moon bad moon i've done three hardcore trendy rooms with the intent to ascend from them into black into bad moon only to discover that it didn't come up as an option when i ascended so i just want to know if i am adult who can't keep track of his clover use or if the seasonal paths can't be used as a lead-in to black moon what he keeps writing black moon so i keep saying black moon <laughs>
0: Mr. Skullhead, get me. It's like that whole bad Friday thing. Get me
1: hints. Uh, I think that should work. Yeah, and then Ice. Ice could uh, Tyrone Jones says, "Have you ever been to Canada? What is the most exotic place you've been? You've been to some. You've been to some some islands, right? You've, didn't you go to like a Jamaica or something?"
0: Yeah, I've never been to to uh, Canada. But I've been, what, a couple of places in Mexico, Jamaica, and London, and Paris.
1: Okay. I I think, given my own, like, the, the day-to-day normal state of being, probably the most exotic place that I've ever been is Belgium. Right. Um, on, that, on that trip, uh, when, those, when those KOL players graciously drove us around and took us to different places where we could get some beers fucking great um it was fettuccine queenie and I am an asshole who can't remember that guy's name who took us on that trip um Uh, let's see. So, hopefully, says Stumps McGee, this reaches you before you finish the mining revamp, but during Crimbo I played a lot on my phone. None of the animations worked on my phone, so I had a hard time with the mining, and I missed Big Candy sticking out his tongue. I love the small amounts of animation that you guys add, so please don't take them out, but could you put the most informative slash entertaining frame first, so that if the animations don't load, it is fine?
0: So just put the sparkle first in the mine?
1: Yeah. Okay. I yeah that's a that's okay that's a good idea although with something like the big candy thing I kind of I do like us having the ability I feel like it's a better experience if you don't necessarily know that something is going to be animated right so if it were to start in the middle of a tongue sweep or whatever right like it makes sense that if an animation cycle is going to pause anywhere it's going to pause at a rest state so, that's that's a little rough. Also, you were talking about your troubles making KOL slash Word Realms apps since you needed mouseovers. Have you thought of putting in a function type button that allows your taps to do different things if you're holding it down? Oh, uh, huh. I have never used an app that worked that way. Do you know of anything that works that way? Huh. I, I've been playing a bunch of Hero Academy lately, and it has a thing where you can... There's like a question mark that you can hit, and then it just puts you in clicking this tells you what it is instead of using it mode. Right. Which is... uh, You know, that's a compromise.
0: You know, I don't think I've seen anything outside of just the interface. Like, the actual GUI that does anything if you hold it down.
1: Yeah, I mean, because in general, like, like, touch screen games tend to be simple enough that you you know unambiguously what something is and what it's going to do if you click on it and if not like if you're trying to play like some RPG where you're equipping stuff or whatever you just have to click multiple times right you click on something once to look at it and then you click a button to equip it or something as opposed to just being able to mouse over it uh bam 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 says two questions one if players come up with an idea for how to display available data, like the clan admin laws, how willing are you to implement them? Well, I mean, if you were to like send me a mock-up of something that seemed super awesome and was easy to do, I wouldn't be averse to doing it if it if it, if it immediately made sense to me. That is, that is my criterion for the presentation of information. If it doesn't immediately make sense to me, then it's not something that I wanna foist on my users. Uh, number two. There are lots of foods that I rarely eat in-game. Has there ever been any discussion on how to incentivize them? Perhaps something like the White Citadel burgers, or you get an effect if you eat some amount in a single day. just seems a shame that you came up with something and it rarely gets used because something explicitly better exists. Yeah, that's a danger in a thing where you keep adding shit to it for nine years, though. (laughs) Right? I mean, there's only so much that you can do. Even at this point, if we wanted to, like... Okay, so there's a trophy for eating... A whole bunch of different things. Like, we would have to be like, go a month without ever eating the same thing twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, you know we did that. It'd be hard to keep track of. It wouldn't be hard for us to keep track of because we're computers, but it would be hard for you to keep track of. And by us, I mean the server. Um, here's a question, says Unnamed Hobo, that might just be answered right away, and I've ordered this since waiting to get some items of the month. I got way too busy to play KOL, so I decided to take a month's hi- hiatus and get back when I can. And now I can. What does donating in Valhalla do? I'd assume the script would dump your new Mr. A's in Hank's, but could this be confirmed? Does it go into inventory straight away, or does it just not show? Thanks. Huh. I'll bet it just goes into inventory but then that would fuck things up if you did it and then ascended. Huh. That's a very good question. Edited uh, second question for the win. The candy gem accessories, Bananarama bangles, barrel necklace, Tourmaline tourniquet, etc. are now useless because their effects only take place in the candy diorama, which is not likely to exist anymore. Thoughts on severely nerfing them and making them apply everywhere? It just doesn't make any sense for such accessories to not do anything in the present day. Thanks. Sure it does. I mean your backstage pass for the fucking Leonard Skynyrd concert in 1986 no longer does anything if you wear it but like <laughs> it's still a thing that you can proudly hang on your wall and look at it and think, "Oh man, that was great that night that I blew every single member of Leonard Skynyrd.
0: <laughs> Are we talking pre or post airplane crash because that's a that is a variable number of dicks you're talking about
1: oh yeah I don't know Uh, how many of them were there in 1986 that's when I said right (laughs) I'm assuming the time when I was the most enthusiastic about fellating the members of Leonard Skinner is when I was 10 years old and I assume that that's the same that's the same with any red blooded American boy (laughs) right um I haven't been on the forums for nearly three years what the hell is going on here says Volvox uh Volvox came back that's the news Um, What do you think, says Kapamaka, about adding a passive skill that gives you a 5% chance to avoid attacks that would otherwise hit you, like a potato skin or something? That's kind of funny, actually. Um, Or perhaps a passive that gives you a 5% chance to hit something you would otherwise have missed, like a critical without the critical part. I don't think it would be insanely unbalancing, and I am addicted to collecting skills, particularly passives, And I think that we can all agree that feeding addictions is a good thing to do. Yeah, that's that's why I hand out crystal meth at local Girl Scout uh, events. Um, huh that's an interesting idea um, something that I've grown way less enamored with as I've uh, as I have matured as a game designer is the idea of trying to hit something and missing um, I think that is not a feature that I would add to anything that I that I made for people to play at this point Especially the way the KOL handles it, because it is is likely that you're going to get into a fight where you just can't hit them or they can't hit you. Not like there's a meaningful chance in the scope of the number of rounds that a combat is actually likely to last. You know, if it was something like where you could just hold down a mouse button and fire 10 attacks a second, and there was a 30% chance that each of them was going to miss, then that's just a thing, right? But, like in this context, I'm yeah, I'm uh, I'm out of love with KOL's combat system, decidedly uh, but that's, you know, that's an interesting idea, I don't know what that would do, really, to people's experience, overall uh, the erosion seeker says, Arizona why you no celebrate daylight savings time uh, seriously, I've wasted 500 plus adventurers because it's at 1030 instead of 1130 for me I don't know, man. Why does everybody else do celebrate Daylight Savings Time?
0: Yeah. I'm not sure whether I like it better or not the way it happens here. The whole getting dark at 4.30 is pretty shitty.
1: Yeah. If we were to adopt a policy of changing the rollover time for Daylight Savings, every year there would be these weird uncertain days where we fucked it up and forgot to do whatever we were supposed to do. And it would cause even more problems. I mean, like we have we have really gotten we've gotten the way that we work on stuff down to a lot more of a science than it used to be. So the old excuse was we want rollover to be at a reasonable time for us every night because we need to do shit at rollover. But like it is a fairly rare occasion where I have to do something at rollover these days. So and also nine thirty is not that big a fucking deal, right? I mean, like I'm, this is my livelihood after all. If I can't, if I can't be around at nine thirty at night, oh, I'm too busy. What the fuck, are you doing at nine thirty at night that you're busy? Sleeping. Is that what you're doing at nine thirty at night? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rambling multipart question head from ShopTroll. Uh, I've been playing through a Seal Clubber Ascension, and it seems the class could use a bit of a comb over as it feels like years of tweaking it and its skills have left it a bit of a mess, mechanically and thematically. It would feel a lot more consistent if the skills and the gear for the class put a bigger emphasis on two-handed weapons. This would further differentiate the big macho Seal Clubber from its weaker and defensive Turtle Tamer relative, because seriously, who uses shield butt when you have a club in your hand? So there's a couple questions about Seal Clubbers. First off, why is the Epic Weapon in its derivatives one-handed clubs? When NS-13 rolled out, or somewhere around that time, thrust and lunging thrust were changed to auto-hit if you equipped a two-handed club, so why aren't the Seal Clubber's Epic Weapons two-handed clubs? Second, if it's supposed to be more effective for a Seal Clubber to wield a two-handed club, in order to get these auto-hits. Why is the dual wield skill a seal clubber skill? I get the sense that there's a bit of a barbarian feel for the class, so could you tre- tweak this skill to allow seal clubbers to treat two-handed weapons as one-handed weapons in addition to the dual wield, much like the Diablo II barbarian class? Third, would it break the game to make thrust smack or lunging thrust smack auto-hit with one-handed clubs? You know what I would be willing to do, potentially, is make thrust smack and lunging thrust smack auto-hit if you were wielding two one-handed clubs. That is a thing that I would potentially be willing to do. That would not feel narratively weird. Because, you know, you're totally right. If if the Seal Clubber had other skills that gave significant advantages while dual wielding, right? Because it seems like the dual wielding of the Seal Clubber is mostly useful as a skill that you perm and then have two pistols as a, as a disco bandit or whatever later which is fine right like that's cool because you know because of the because of the character progression being perming skills across multiple classes it is less critical that classes have a distinctive combat identity i guess in this case i don't know you know you're you're right that it is I mean, it, like everything is sort of a schizophrenic mess because of the organic, haphazard free-for-all it's a, it's, Mr. It's Skullhead, it's a celebration of chaos and get chaos it, includes destruction as well as creation so that's why I'm, I'm going to pour liquid nitrogen on your cart uh, I hope you didn't have anything expensive in there that's going to get fucked up if you freeze it no, it's going oh, to be my totally girl, rad. My girlfriend, my girlfriend yeah. was in there. Thanks.
0: Then you can break it with Sledgehammer.
1: Dude. Hail Aris. Uh, Takani says, I actually had something similar to what shop, so I'll ask aside side topic. Hey, Jake and Company, it seems like the majority of low-level two-handed clubs are available only to those Mr. A. Shinies. Would it be possible to provide a regular 2 Anna club somewhere that a low-level character can get it? Like a new dropper, an NPC purchase, or whatnot. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the, uh... Armory and legary needs a two-handed club. Maklody says, uh, deep into make a KOL territory here, but maybe there could be a bastard category for weapons, where the weapon would be treated as two-handed if you were not using your offhand for anything else. So an obsidian dagger would be a one-handed weapon, a shutter sword would be a two-handed weapon, and all of the katanas, uh, could be one- or two-handed. The iconic steel club or weapons that are now one-H could be two-H if you didn't have, uh... Okay. I see. Could be bastard. Okay. Uh, the plexiglass pike staff could stay two-handed rather than going bastard. And once you go bastard, you never go back. You asshole. <laughs> Sorry, I had to make it rhyme. Uh, Shokai says, rest in your dwelling should tell you what sort of dwelling it is. Also, there should be a trophy for the, for people that consciously design well their trophy display. If we could write an algorithm for determining what things looked cool...
0: We could uh, just man. hire like a
1: 12 year old boy Uh, Shop Troll says shamefully lifted from RPS if you could talk to the monsters in Doom what would you ask them I would say why is this game such a big fucking deal
0: (laughs) I think I would say you mad bro yeah that's what you would say I would be interested to know if they were mad Like,
1: are, are they shooting at me because they're angry at me I mean, I think they're demons from hell. They're probably uh, right. angry at you for not being a hell-spawned demon.
0: But are, are they angry, or are they just acting according to their nature? That—that's what I'm curious about. And I oh, would distill okay. that to a simple: "You mad, bro?"
1: Right. I guess so. In a world where, in a in a in a dimension where, every, like, where it's literally hell, right? Does it even count as being in a bad mood? Mm. If you're a, if you're a demon from hell, because I mean, this is just your mood, right? Yeah. Uh, thank you Cren von Salzburg for that thoughtful spoilering of things uh, so that they're not questions Uh, top 1214 says do many kidneys get bought from the black market I don't have any idea fingers Murphy says this is great this is a great Monday question what are you reading any good films you've seen particular albums you've dug of late you go first Mr. Skelet. I say what what are you reading any good films you've seen or particular albums you've dug of
0: late albums I've dug of late Albums was the word that I missed. I thought you said albumin. Like, yes, I guess en- I enjoy egg yolks as much as the next guy. Uh, I've been listening a lot to uh, the Dawes album. That shit is uh, of a tightness. Spell, spell that? What band? What? D A W E S. Okay. The album's called Nothing Is Wrong. And it kind of sounds like a little bit like the Eagles and a little bit like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And okay. a little bit like just modern rock, I guess. So, like, really smart lyrics, and a sound that is comforting and familiar to me, so I'm enjoying the shit out of that. Just finished The Hunger Games books. I can recommend those pretty unequivocally. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're fun. Well, like, they're super depressing, but that in and of itself is pretty cool because they're kind of a... They're young adult lit that... Avoids easy answers. It's like, so what would happen if you have this like tyrannical government and this rebel force, and this kind of chosen one? So they start with all those pieces and then try and make it play out more realistically instead of sticking to the basic points that you're supposed to hit in a story like that.
1: So right, yeah. So first, first you go to Dagoba, right? And uh...
0: so it turned out to be pretty interesting. Movies I've. Been mostly Netflix. Crazy Stupid Love was really good. That I I think you would actually like Crazy Stupid Love. And it, oh, yeah? it had a like n- a not idiotic romantic comedy thing. Okay. So that was good. Fifty was really good. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love is Steve Carell, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, and some folks. Julianne Moore. I
1: I want to have sex with all of those people.
0: Yeah, so you're good to go. Alright. So that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing?
1: Uh, okay, so what I've been reading. Uh, I've uh, I've gotten back off of the reading uh, kick a little bit, so I've been slowly making my way through The Art of Game Design by Jesse Schell, which is fucking amazing, actually. Um, it In part, the reason that it's taking me so long to read this book is that it is... It is so thought-provoking that I find myself reading a couple pages and then just going off in, like, an extremely productive reverie as a result of what I've read. Like, consistently. Like, this has happened to me 50 times while reading this book. I'll just be like, oh, I've been staring at this page for the last 10 minutes, but not because I was thinking about, like, what I was going to have for dinner or whatever, but Uh because I was... Genuinely thinking about the stuff that was written in the book,
0: huh?
1: Um, which which is neat. Uh, films I saw the Gray, uh, the new Liam Neeson. The uh, the one
0: actually. where he like kickboxes wolves.
1: Yeah, there's there's a there's a plane crash and a bunch of dudes have to fight a bunch of wolves. Uh, it's really good. I really liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and albums, nope. Uh, I have not listened to a new album in a really long time. A long time back, says Coril, there was talk about a clover box idea that Jack jacquette where you paste a large box and a clover together and get one of every bank potion. Whatever happened to that idea? Any chance of it still happening? I don't know. Some bullshit probably stole all my thunder on it, and it we had to figure out a way that you couldn't just pull just the clover box or whatever some bullshit and then it turned out that wouldn't actually solve the problems. I don't even understand what any real problems are I don't know. Yeah. Um I'd rather come up with a better broader solution to it than a than another band-aid. And I know that that doesn't mean that I shouldn't spend 5 minutes to actually put a band-aid on it now, but yeah, I mean I mean it kind of does uh, the dog delusions. Hey, guys, loving the reindeer. I've had the flu, so I've been home playing KOL a lot these days, and the first time I used the ray gun and saw the pew-pew, pew-pew-pew, I laughed so hard that I had a coughing fit that caused me to vomit. Question. Who did the writing for this item? And more specifically, who did the pew-pew, pew-pew-pew? Makes me happy and slightly nauseated. Uh, you described all of the items. Uh, I think the pew-pew-pew was Elleron's idea, actually. Uh, the- I, I think he said in dev... The laser gun just needs to make pew 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 noises, and we're all good. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing we can do." I
0: thought we had figured out. I thought that he then said that it already does because of the gun type that it is. Oh, because we've already we already had a ray gun before. Oh, and pew pew is one of the things we added as a attack text.
1: Oh, well, I wrote new code that makes this always just say pew 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 pew. All right. Um. Uh, t- uh talking about how the display case is a hassle or whatever i'm skipping that um yeah you know this item was fun came together uh, really quickly it seemed like yeah and you know like like everything uh in in its particular idiom it's not selling particularly well but you know we also didn't spend a lot of time on it so (laughs) that's that's okay okay Let's see. Some other people said something. Still talking about the seal clever stuff. Uh, Morning Light Mountain says Can you create a food recipe that uses exotic parrot eggs? I've wanted to eat one in game for years. I could just make them edible. Just eat a raw egg. Mm. We asked, Have you ever considered adding a line for donations to the other accomplishments page in the quest log? It would be cool to see how much I've donated at a glance.
0: Yeah, but for every person who thinks it would be cool to see that, there would be people who went. Jesus Christ, why did I give these guys so much money?
1: Yeah, I wonder I it. wonder if that would produce, like, some regret. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the This has never come up as a number that only you could see. This has always come up as a, like, thing to put on your profile or whatever, and I never wanted to do that because I assumed that a lot of people did not want it to be public knowledge uh, how much they had donated, but geez. I don't know. I wonder, what, I wonder just from a pure, like, sort of uh, you know, like, transaction psychology standpoint, like, what that would do. I can't think of anything that tells me that. Right, like, there's nothing on my, there's nothing on my, like, World of Warcraft profile that's like, hey, did you realize that this World of Warcraft account has been active the entire time World of Warcraft has existed? <laughs> uh, even though that you mo- even though you mostly haven't been playing it, you just put it on a six-month recurring subscription and forgot about it? Uh think of what you could have bought with all of that money Um, Turing says could you guys make the detective skull or one of its functionally similar kin tell you what a monster's type is of the 23 types defined when stomping boots came out this could really help us fill in some blank spots on the wiki huh that's that is the thing that we now could reveal I don't particularly want to retrofit that functionality onto one of the items that already exists uh asked if there's any chance of the hideous egg becoming a familiar, perhaps a smaller version of our trusty steed. I think that that actually was my plan when the event was in place.
0: Yeah, we had talked about having some kind of... It doing something, and that's about as far as we went. Like, yeah. well, we've solved that.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, the event ended up being so epic that we didn't always like anything else where we have a ton of ideas and like only some of them are going to make it into the final product uh, and that, that that subset is determined by this delicate unpredictable blend of like which things are the especially good ideas and which things are the easiest to
0: do
1: yeah Or uh, uh, you know I say the easiest to do but that makes us sound lazy uh, the the most practical to do which then makes us sound efficient <laughs> Uh, blackbird part slash hatchling tradable for those of us who would like the familiar but are permanent aftercore Uh, it should be the case uh, I changed those conditionals today it should be the case that if you don't have the familiar you can get one each of those drops to happen now Um, although that was true before I changed that conditional so you should have already been okay if you were in permanent aftercore now that I think about it Unless there's something I'm forgetting. Uh, Quinn says, Is the container of dough a foldable? There is controversy, and we require a ruling from on high. Somebody came up with an idea... Somebody came up with a name for those, and I don't remember what it was, but I liked it.
0: Yeah, I'm just... I read a whole lot of that thread, and it really seemed like a bunch of semantical winkery to me. Oh, yeah? I would say, though, like... It is true that we we went we should design a foldable for this month and then like oh here's this thing it's not really a foldable. So yeah. maybe we'll do a foldable some other time. So I hate for pedantic assholes to be right, but in this case either way we decide pedantic assholes are going to be right. So
1: Yeah, I do I do like the what they came up with. I don't remember what it was. It was like a dumpable or something. <laughs> Um, unpackable. Unpackable. I think it might have been unpackable.
0: Alpackable. It's Alpaca. Al-
1: yeah. Al- it was like a half alpaca, half bull. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, and then he know. asked what our opinion is on the uh, Watchmen prequels. There's an
0: off chance that I'll read them if they're collected into a trade paperback. I don't... It doesn't make me angry that they exist. I think Alan Moore is full of shit when he keeps talking about his untouchable masterpiece that nobody can ever do anything to without turning it to shit. And uh, fanboys should probably chill out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're probably going to be bullshit. <laughs> um, and I guess... They got
0: some decent talent on it.
1: Yeah, that's what I've heard. I, I have yeah. not heard of any of those people, but I I, I saw people ex- expressing conflicted opinions about, like, oh, okay, so there's one thing that makes it clear that this is going to suck, and then there's one thing that makes it clear that this is going to be awesome, so we don't know. I mean... I do kind of feel like the whole point of the Watchmen is that you didn't read the comics about what these people did before the Watchmen. Uh-huh. So, as much as as much as I don't like guys who are like Alan Moore saying the kinds of things that guys like Alan Moore say, like it would upset me a little bit if years from now i don't own the rights to a really beloved ip that i created and somebody does some shit that is way way out of line with my vision hmm. on it i can understand like why that i mean i guess that you know the answer is don't don't lose control of your shit in the first place like i don't know how how is it that Alan Moore doesn't... I mean, is it because the, he signed away the rights to the publisher? For I'm the pretty for sure him? that
0: was work for hire, yeah. Huh. I don't think he has ever had the rights to it. But I feel like Back. Bob Kane had all of these ideas about Batman, and some of the... You would have said, like, it would be ridiculous to try and tell a Batman story that's set in the future with... You know, it essentially the Dark Knight Returns, which turned out to be one of the best Batman stories ever told, just because it's not something that the creator would have enjoyed. And you can have the somebody who created a character saying, "This is a complete perversion of my vision for the character," and at the same time, it's somehow great. Right,
1: that, no, that doesn't mean know? that it's that doesn't mean that it's not going to be any good. But but I mean, I guess it. Batman was created, like, if there had been. If Batman had been a novel instead of an ongoing comic book series, right, then that's, I yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know why I feel like that's different.
0: I feel like we should get off this radio before uh, Tipsy gets a little bit uh, annoyed Oh, no, fine. I know, this is one of those shows where I want another hour. We just got a whole other soapbox to get on right now.
1: Me too, buddy. But, uh, we'll talk about it next week.
0: Alright, tune in next week for an hour of talking about Watchmen. Good night, everybody.